Hey, glad you could tune in. Glad you're still here all the way at uh, Friday, May 15th. We've been having these conversations all week about topics that are connected to the concept of revival um, and it is no different. So uh, one of the things that I think that if you've been around Christianity for very long, you've certainly heard of the concept of worldliness. You've heard that phrase, you know, that uh, preaching against worldliness. Uh, Caleb, I know you and I follow uh, IFB preachers and that topic comes up on Twitter quite a bit. Um, but I think one of the struggles is, is that the, the idea of worldliness is, is sort of ill-defined. And so often what we do is we, we think about worldliness in terms of culture. So we think like culture and worldliness are the, sort of the same thing. Um, and, 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 and I think that's kind of a dangerous idea. So one of the reasons I think that happens is that because culture has shifted pretty rapidly in the last uh, generation or two. And so, you know, the ground underneath people's feet is shifting. And so people feel like some of these changes in culture uh, are negative. They don't like them. They feel uncomfortable with them. Uh, you know, and this relates to like styles of dress or styles of music, which have spiritual implications, but in themselves are, are just, you know, variations. Um, and that sometimes they conflate worldliness and culture. And I think there's a danger, particularly to revival, because we sometimes feel like we are standing firm in Christ because we're opposed to some aspect of culture when we're not actually following Christ. It, it seems to me that if you, if you read the Gospels, Christ sometimes engaged with culture and sometimes he rejected it. So Jesus wasn't countercultural. And I know that that's like people listening might be like, what? But I don't think Jesus was countercultural as much as he was other cultural. He was above culture. He operated outside of culture. In other words, he didn't let culture influence him one way or the other. It wasn't, he wasn't reacting to it. He was just, he was, do, he was being obedient uh, to God. Um, and so I think we, you know, this may be a minor point, but we, we paint with too broad a stroke when we say culture's bad. Uh, without really defining what we're talking about. Because sometimes, you know, as a, as a parent whose, whose children are beginning to develop musical tastes that are different from my own, I can be like, well, that's bad music, but it's, it's different. And there's a difference between different and bad. Um, so I guess what I wanted to ask you guys as we talk about this is, does that distinction make sense? Does that, do you feel like that's true? Uh, yeah, first of all, let's start there. We're, we're, you know, we're all in different generations, sort of. I don't know exactly what the breakdown is, but does that distinction make sense when we talk about culture versus worldliness? I think it does. I mean, I, I, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, you know, Jesus, when he met with the Samaritan woman, Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't treat her as his culture treated her. Yes. But that was for, you know, godly spiritual reasons. Uh, yes. On the other hand, he did not accept his religious culture the day because he met with sinners and he, he met with prostitutes. And he, yeah. So he didn't let those, he didn't let the religious culture or the political culture uh, change how he interacted with people. And, yeah. and so that's, that's how we, how are we looking at things? What yeah. would Jesus do if he came in 2020? Would, would he, you know, respond to people? I think a lot of the things that maybe the church in our history has spoken out against, you know, if you go back to my day, it was what drinking, smoking, dancing, or, you know, just pick 
several things, and that's what the don't, church don't, don't, don't smoke, don't chew, and don't with the don't go with the girls who do that. Is that the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I I don't think that's what Jesus would focus on. Uh, to your to your point, yeah. Caleb, what about you? Were you know you were raised in the church? Did you ever hear about that distinction between worldliness and culture? Uh, I definitely kind of grew up in an environment where culture was deemed pretty, pretty evil or pretty bad. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would push back against that now. I think, you know, a culture, you know, it's a, it's a society's way of trying to determine, you know, how we live as people. And I think, you know, human beings who are, you know, created in the image of God, they're bound to get at least you know, one or two things right in a given culture. So I, I would agree fully with what Steve says, is that we need, you know, when we're thinking about culture, is if Jesus were to walk in, you know, come stumbling into Woodbury, Minnesota in 2020, like what is he going to, you know, affirm as being good in our culture? And what is he going to say? No, we need to, we need to uh, restore this or uh, critique this. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think it's really valuable. I know, um, you know, I know for me, just the environment I grew up in, it was easy to make culture uh, the bad guy and then sort of define Christianity by the cultural standards of the 40s or 50s. And I think culture um, largely represents sometimes the lowest common denominator of humanity. It, it is often not good. I'm not trying to defend culture and yeah. say it's good, but culture is so much more broad. Like it's, it's styles of dress and music and you know, the things that we as a society, um, you know, the ways that we interact with one another, like, you know, for example, uh, here in the United States, we line up if there's a, you know, if there's a, a, a line, we get in the back of it. But in other countries, culturally, they don't do that. They just all kind of like move to the front. And yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no value there. But then when Americans try to go to these other cultures, and then they, they impose their cultural values on these other cultures who, you know, they're like, get in, you know, get behind me. I remember living in Taiwan, being annoyed that people were cutting in line. Well, they weren't cutting in line. They were being right. appropriate to their culture. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had a hard, hard time differentiating between what mattered and, and what didn't in that situation. So I think the way that this relates to revival is that it can be sort of a pseudo revival if we stand against culture, but if we're not careful, we're not really standing for Christ. You know, the letters that we've been researching in the book of Revelation were that they were giving, they were uh, subject to intense cultural pressure because of the idol worship that was part of their everyday lives. And so God was calling them to stand up in opposition to that, but he wasn't calling them to like, you know, to, to look around them and try to figure out the way, every way that they could be different than the society. He was trying to say, do not just pick up your feet and let yourself drift with the cultural stream into areas that are going to be negative. And so I think we, as people who care about revival and care about repentance, we need to be thoughtful that we are pursuing Christ, not simply rejecting culture. Mm -hmm. And that, that's kind of the way that I think I would uh, distinguish those things. So what do you think it means, though, to say that uh, when Jesus said, be in, not of the world? Is, was, he talking, was he talking about culture, relativism, society? Uh, you know, I think he was talking about how we engage the world, which would involve culture and how we live in that. Um, you know, my mind first goes to the, the creation account, you know, when God created earth 
when God created, he said it was good. And when God created people in the image of himself, he said, this is good. Um, and now, you know, we're in a fallen world under the dominion of Satan, but um, Jesus comes in. And Jesus, right, he wasn't just countercultural, he's an other cultural, whatever, because he was saying, this is the way we are created to live. This is the way that we are uh, purposed to, to live and to operate. And I think um, this, is, this is a hobby horse of mine as well, but I think um, you know, Christians, we can either, you know, we tend to, you know, swing into the whole camp of saying, you know, this is all bad, this is all wrong, and we should have nothing to do with it. Um, I might ruffle some feathers here, but uh, one of the songs that we like to sing in the Churches of Christ that I just cringe when we sing it is I'll Fly Away, because um, it's talking about know, some glad morning when this life is o'er, and then later on, you know, just a few more dreary days and more, you know, I'll fly away. Like, you know, we sing the song, it's got a nice rhythm, it's got a nice tune, but, it, you know, we listen to words and sing. This earth, this place that we inhabit, it's awful, it's dreary, it's miserable. You know, I can't wait to die and escape it. And I think that's the wrong. I don't think that's what Jesus is calling us to either. I don't think he's calling us to hide out in our foxholes waiting until we die so we can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. He's calling us to, to live in Christ and to engage the world in a new way, in the way that God is calling us to. To redeem uh, versus just avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we, so our, our focus, uh, as far as revival, are we in our, in our history, you know, we we might have the revivals, the tent revivals or whatever, like you talked about, but then what did, did we hold up Jesus or did we preach against the world? And, you know, what would Jesus do? And I think, and they're not mutually exclusive. I don't want to imply that. I know you're not. No, but the focus is very different. And, you know, Paul said, I want to become all things to all men so that I might save some. Uh, in Ephesians 5.10, he said, carefully figure out what pleases the Lord. So yeah. is it pleasing to Jesus if we are preaching against culture and all the negative things about it? Or is it more pleasing to him if we're trying to redeem those souls yeah. lost in it yeah. and bring them closer to him? And, and, yeah. and so that, that, focus uh carefully figuring that out is is what will bring about revival it has to happen first in our own heart then we can try to uh, expand that and bring that to others well i don't want to belabor uh the point at all but i do i do think it's funny because christians you know we have this this uh culture is anathema in one sense but on the other sense, we're very like attracted, attracted to culture. And we often, Christians are often guilty of creating like a, a Christian version of, or a Christian subculture. And so I remember when I was a teenager, you know, there, there were these like articles in, uh, in Christian magazines that you could, you could uh, read. And they say, if you like, you know, whatever band, then you will like this Christian version. And so what it was, it was often like a poor, poor quality substitute for like a, a worldly band and i understand the value like that the message of the, that music was often bad and negative and shouldn't have been taken in to listen to but it was like christians were mimicking culture in that sense and that was you know what you were supposed to do and so it's so funny because on one hand we want to avoid it and on the other hand we often kind of mimic it uh, rather than just saying we're out, we operate outside of culture, we operate above culture. And it would be so, you know, it's one of those million things I'd love to know. What would Jesus listen to? You know, what kind of music would he listen to? How would he engage? How would he dress? You know, how would Jesus dress? 
uh, today. I, I wish we could uh, answer those kinds of questions. Would but be I in Boston in opposition to culture. Yeah, it wouldn't be in a Boston Red Sox shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you guys for the conversations this week. Uh, we hope that this has been valuable to those of you listening in. If it has, let us know at staff at Woodbury Church. If it hasn't, uh, well, you can appropriately and nicely give us a little bit of constructive criticism, uh, but we're going to plan on uh, discussing more topics like this related to revival in the coming weeks. So we appreciate your time and uh, we miss you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah.